0: The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and The Washington Post Brand Studio. Coming soon to wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, January 17th. In today's news, Republicans make a proposal they think can avert a shutdown. Bob Mueller gives Steve Bannon a grand jury summons, and the CIA nabs a possible Chinese spy. But first, the big idea. An unexpected defeat in a rural Wisconsin special election is setting off alarm bells for Republicans. Ten months is an eternity in politics. But a stunning Democratic victory Tuesday in a special election deep in the heart of Trump country suggests a blue tsunami could be forming. President Trump became the first Republican to carry Wisconsin in a presidential election since Ronald Reagan by running up his score in places like Wisconsin's rural 10th state Senate district, which includes a swath of five counties between Eau Claire and Superior along the Minnesota border. Trump won there by 17 points. Last night, Democratic candidate Patty Schachner won by nine points. Wisconsin conservative talk radio legend Charlie Sykes, a Trump critic, called the results ominous and said his prominent friends who were working on 2018 campaigns are freaking out about what it says about their problems with women and independence. Walker, who suddenly looks a lot more vulnerable in his quest for a third term than he did yesterday, called the results a, quote, wake up call. In a flurry of tweets that posted around midnight, the governor urged his supporters to take nothing for granted. Unlike with Roy Moore in the Alabama Senate race, the Trump team cannot blame a flawed candidate here. The GOP nominee, Adam Jarshow, is a solid assemblyman, a reliable conservative, and he ran a spirited campaign. Four years ago, in fact, he won his seat by defeating Shackner's son, and he's worked hard to build up a base of support. There's a lesson here for national Democrats, too. Schachner is the sort of candidate who can actually defeat GOP incumbents in red congressional districts this fall. Her campaign focused not on attacking Trump or calling for his impeachment, but on fighting the opioid crisis, improving access to health care, and bringing good-paying jobs to the region. She didn't need to talk about the president to benefit from an outpouring of progressive energy and conservative apathy. She has deep roots in the community. She's not some fire-breathing liberal. She's the chief medical examiner for the county, a former EMT and a member of the school board. In fact, the first paragraph of the biographical page on her website notes that she's a former member of the Wisconsin Bear Hunters Association. Mostly under the radar, this special election had become a proxy war, and Republicans had significantly outspent the Democrats. Americans for Prosperity, backed by the billionaire industrialist Koch brothers, poured $50,000 to try getting the Republican across the finish line. Two other GOP-aligned groups that are funded by the business community contributed another 80000 The National Democratic Redistricting Committee, backed by Barack Obama and Eric Holder, spent $10,000. The Democratic upset is the 34th pickup for the party in the 2018 cycle. Republicans have already flipped four seats from blue to red, two in the Republican-trending Deep South, one in New Jersey, and one in Massachusetts. But on average, even in races that went against them, Democrats have improved on their margins from a 2016 route. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, House Republican leaders offered a one-month spending bill to rank and file members during a meeting last night in an attempt to avert a government shutdown that would start this Friday at midnight. The bill would include an extension of the Children's Health Insurance Program in order to win some Democratic votes. It would also delay several taxes in the Affordable Care Act. Few lawmakers are enthusiastic about this idea, but several have described the proposal as a necessary evil in order to avoid the catastrophe of a shutdown. Meanwhile, Democrats are demanding more concessions and are threatening to block the measure if they don't get them. The Congressional Hispanic Caucus, which includes more than 30 House members, says it will oppose a spending bill if there's not a fix for the Dreamers, those undocumented immigrants who were brought to the U.S. as children. Number two. Special Counsel Bob Mueller's team has subpoenaed former White House Chief Strategist Steve Bannon to appear before a grand jury. Bannon expects to persuade the Special Counsel's office to accept a voluntary interview by prosecutors in place of a mandatory grand jury appearance. That news came on the same day that the House Intelligence Committee issued a subpoena to Bannon following a combative closed-door interview. Bannon refused to answer questions about his conversations with Trump, saying that the White House had effectively issued a gag rule on him in the form of executive privilege. Any executive privilege asserted by the White House, though, does not extend to an interview with Mueller, who is also an executive branch official. Number three, a former Central Intelligence Agency officer was arrested at New York's JFK airport for allegedly sharing government secrets with China, His actions may have resulted in the deaths of some of America's best intelligence assets in that country. The former CIA officer is charged with unlawful retention of national defense information. He has not been charged with any crimes connected to the deaths in China. Those familiar with the matter say that the man's arrest will be a big cause for celebration among current and former CIA officials but it's going to be hard to prove in court that it was he who provided the information that has proved so damaging to the agency's operations. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, January 17th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Hellman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.